Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 7, Episode 42. This is Writing Excuses, contemporary YA fiction. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary. I'm Howard. And today we have special guest star, Jancy. Hello. Say hi, Jancy. Hi. Jancy is one of our writer friends and has been a good friend of the podcast and um, its members for many years. And her first book is coming out tomorrow. So (laughs) we decided we would have her on. What's it called? Chasing the Skip. Chasing the skip. That's right. I keep thinking of it as skipped. I still think of it as skipped, yes. too. Yeah. But uh, we changed the title because marketing didn't like it, and we want to make marketing happy. Yeah. So, that's, yeah. Chasing the I Skip. Will, and chasing, chasing the Skip, I, I'm completely unfamiliar with it, but the title has my attention. Yeah. So. Awesome. So, I, I'm just going to point out yep. we have not said Jancy's last name, which oh. would be useful for yes, our viewers. Yes, Jancy Oles. Patterson. You, you're going to go to Patterson? Patterson. Okay. I am Patterson. It's, yes, okay. Jancy Patterson. Patterson. And Patterson. the book is, uh, I was in the writing group for this book. It's awesome. I was not in the writing group for this book, but I read this book on tour, Ooh. and it was awesome. And it's even more awesome than that because you all read it before revisions. So. Oh, it's true. Well, there so. we go. <laughs> so, um, Jancy, this book, when I first met you, you were writing fantasy. And I do still write fantasy. Mm-hmm. And um, so this book came not, I won't say out of nowhere because I've known you for so long and I know your interest, but it was a very different book to read, and it was fantastic. What made you jump and write a contemporary fiction book rather than a fantasy book. This was, I'm thinking real quick, I believe it was my second contemporary book. So mm-hmm. I had written one before. Um, and the, the book started with the idea of, I wanted to write about bounty hunters because they're really interesting and have a place in our justice system. I had no idea how they worked before I started doing research for the book. And it just seemed like this is an exciting part of our culture. It doesn't need any supernatural elements to make it work. And so I just went contemporary with it because it already had the drama inherent in it and didn't it didn't need fantastic elements to get a teenager in there and have it be interesting. Right. Um, and I guess we should say what the book's about. <laughs> that would probably be a good idea. Um, Ricky's mom abandons her. Ricky is my main character, and her mom abandons her, so she goes to live with her father, and he's a bounty hunter. And so she's on the road with him in his travel trailer and develops a crush on the guy that he's chasing. Wow, you've got that down. I wrote the pitch before I wrote the book, so I've been saying that one for a long time. <laughs> wow. And it, it is a really great book. Um, and it's like, you know, a real bounty hunter, like modern day, normal bounty hunter. Working we're, within the law. Yeah. Yes. We're not even talking, this isn't a, a thriller or anything like that. This is, um, this is, what would you call it? Would you call it um, a character drama? Mostly, yeah. yeah. There's some, there, I mean, there's some there's guns some and some chases yes. and things, but mm-hmm. mostly it's about Ricky and her dad and her figuring out what she wants their relationship to be. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, it is thrilling. I say it's not a thriller because it's, it's not about larger-than-life bounty hunter. It's it doesn't not have like, a thriller plot yeah, structure at you're, all. You're, you're not going to read this, um, and you know, this bounty hunter is not going to be sniping four people. while you know, bur- That's not what this story is about. It's about real life. Well, um, bounty hunters have a hard time getting paid when people are dead. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Well, if I were going to write about a bounty hunter, they'd just bring in heads. <laughs> but the heads would probably talk because it'd be high fantasy. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. 
<laughs> but the goal of an actual bounty hunter is yes. to have as little violence happen as possible because mm -hmm. it's safer for them, yeah. they have less problems with the law, mm -hmm. the idea is to bring people in with as little drama as possible. But since it's a book, yeah. we have to put some drama in it anyway. Mm -hmm. So how is it different? What are, what are some differences writing? Most of us, um, I've never written anything truly contemporary. Every thing I write has some sort of wacky um, element in it. I don't know, have you, Mary, have you yeah, approached? Yeah, uh, I, I have, but only in short form. Okay. Um, so what, what are the differences? The main difference for me is I find fantasy to be much, much harder to write. Okay. Because in both, you have to have characterization that works, you have to have plot structure that works, you have to have setting structure that works, and then in fantasy, you have to have fantastic elements on top of it and manage all of the rules of that and make it make sense. And so, to me, a contemporary novel is really just a fantasy novel without that element. Like, if you could pull setting out of a book, you know, you pull the fantasy elements out of mm -hmm. a book, and you still have to do all of the other things just as well as you were doing before. Um, and so it's, it's kind of like a fantasy novel minus, really, except that it works just fine. Yeah. Fantasy elements aren't necessar necessary to make a book function the way setting and character are. From the sounds of things, though, you had to do lots and lots of research into the way bounty hunting actually worked. Yeah, I actually got a textbook. It was written by a guy who's been bounty hunting for many, many years, mm -hmm. Bob Burton, and I, I studied as if I were going to become one, and mm. then I understood how it worked. Yeah, I would always, when, when I approach some sort of contemporary concept, I'm always left with that thing. Um, the thing that I think is much harder is people can call you on your, your, your yeah, ma true. making stuff up so much more easily. Um, in fantasy, I get to be completely control of everything. In fact, the closest thing I've written to contemporary is Legion, which has you know kind of a half-schizophrenic dude. But even that, I made up my own disease and said in the story, I'm making up my own disease. So I couldn't be told I was doing it wrong. <laughs> well, and I did stretch the truth in mm -hmm. some places for the sake of the story because I right. feel like story is more important than being absolutely true to life. Mm -hmm. For example, Ian, the, the boy that uh, the dad is chasing, is 17 in the book. Mm -hmm. I could never confirm if a 17-year-old would be let out on bail and be chased by a bounty hunter, mm. but he needed to be 17 because if he's 18, then Ricky is after him and she's 15. Right. It, 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 there's yep. just all sorts of issues. 17, 15 mm -hmm. right? is legal. He needs to be 17. Yeah. And I could never confirm it, but I couldn't Right. Prove that it would never happen, and so I decided for the sake of the story, we're just going to go with it. If someone calls me on it someday, well, it's a better book because of it, so, oh well. <laughs> um, now, are you going to, you've written two books, and you are revising the first two books in Contemporary. Um, yes. You are revising the first one. Are you going to pursue this? Are you going to be doing, is it like, do you imagine yourself having a career both in Contemporary and in Fantasy? That is my goal. I want to do a book a year both in Fantasy and in Contemporary, and we're working on that. My agent is working on that. Are you going to do them under separate names or the same name? I'm going to leave that up to the publisher. Okay. Um, that was a recommendation that I had once, and I thought it was good advice that if my, when I get a fantasy publisher, if they want a different name to separate the brands, that's fine with me. They're both in YA, so they would be shelved together if they're mm -hmm. under the same name, and I'm not sure if that, there are pros and cons to that, mm -hmm. so right. I'm going to get some advice from the pros and let them decide. This takes place in the Denver area? The book begins in Denver. It goes mm -hmm. as far as Des Moines because they're on the road. Okay. How much research did you do there? Did you go drive out there? Um, I've driven most of it, not all of it. My mm -hmm. in-laws live in Denver. Um, Ricky is from Utah, and so that whole stretch of the road through Wyoming, they drive through there mm -hmm. a couple of times. And so that I've driven, and I actually wrote down details last time. I went through and added them in to my setting. Um, I did not drive all the way out to Des Moines. Okay. So hopefully it doesn't show. Well, there's, there's not a lot there. I'm kind of from yeah. that area. So. And I have been through there, but I was much, much younger. It was a long time ago.
Hey writers, are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's go ahead and do our book of the week, which um, is, not surprisingly, Chasing the Skip uh, by Jancy Patterson. Um, and this is a fantastic book. We have all loved it. We're pretty sure that there is going to be an audiobook version of it. Um, if there's not, then um, wait a little while and there will be because uh, audiobook is coming. But it and, should come out tomorrow. And just to demonstrate how well rehearsed and awesome this is, you want to give us the pitch again? <laughs> uh, Ricky's mom abandons her and she goes to live with her dad who's a bounty hunter and they're on the road in his travel trailer and Ricky develops a crush on the guy that he's chasing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I, <laughs> wow. All right, audiblepodcast.com. I just wanted to reinforce that for our listeners. Audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. You can start a 30-day free trial membership. And assuming there's an audiobook for Chasing the Skip, you can acquire that for free. If there isn't an audiobook yet, and we don't know this, uh, don't know this for sure, uh, there are plenty of other titles at Audible to uh, sate your needs. But none of them yet would be by, by Jancy. So look for Jancy Patterson first. Yep. We keep stumbling over what the... I remember talking to you about this. You chose to use your maiden name. Yes. And I now remember you've chosen that. Was yeah. there any discussion in, about that? Why? I had been networking in the industry for a long time before mm -hmm. I got married, and so people knew me by that name. And also, it's a better name. Jancy yeah. Olds just yeah. doesn't sound as good as Jancy Patterson. It doesn't. So. It is a better name. <laughs> um, so you said you developed the pitch before you wrote the book. I always do that now. I wrote the yeah. first several books that I wrote. I did not do that. And um, it was actually my first agent. I believe I've talked about that whole story mm -hmm. on this podcast before. Um, she really drilled into me how to pitch, taught me how mm -hmm. to pitch. And after that, I discovered that what was wrong with a lot of my books, I couldn't pitch them. And it was because there was something wrong with the structure of the book itself. Mm. It was not pitchable. And it was a problem with the book and not the, my ability to pitch. And so now I never write a book I can't pitch because it means the idea is not ready. Okay. 
Do you have any books you have pitches on you're working on right now? Like you have the pitch, you're working on the book, you can the, tell us? Yeah, the book I'm working on right now is about a girl whose uh, sister has been trying to adopt for a long time. She's infertile, she really, really wants a child, and this is causing all kinds of drama in their family. And so my 16-year-old protagonist, Penny, decides she's going to get pregnant so that her sister can have a baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a great idea, right? Oh, That's another great good. pitch. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Right now it's first draft, so the pitch is better than the book. But by the time the book comes out, it will be better <laughs> than okay. the pitch. What is your process for developing pitch to book then? Um, I take the pitch and then I outline from there. Mm -hmm. So my first step is to say, okay, the pitch will have the conflict in it. That's what mm -hmm. makes a good pitch is that it has a sharp conflict. Um, and then I will take that and say, okay, what's, where does my character begin? And I'll, I'll just write a sentence outline. This is where we are, um, and then what happens next? What does my main character do in relation to the conflict? And then how does that further the conflict? And my outline will end up being a page to two pages. Okay. Um, and then from there, I start writing scenes. Okay. I notice that your pitches don't have the endings in them. Do you know the endings when you come up with the pitches? Not necessarily the pitch, but by the time I'm done with the outline. Okay. So definitely before I start writing, but not necessarily when I come up with the pitch. The pitch for me, one another attribute I think of a good pitch is that it evokes lots of questions, mm -hmm. specific questions. Like with, with Ricky, it's, you know, how is she going to go after this guy? And, and what's that going to do? How is that going to affect her relationship with dad? And what's going to happen to her? She's going after a criminal. Um, and so for my outline, I then I take all those questions and try to answer them. Hmm. Um, I try to bring them out in the beginning of the outline and then answer them by the end so that the things that I've, the issues I've brought up in the pitch are actually answered in the book so that it's a satisfactory experience for the reader. I am just writing down pitches evoke good questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. Excellent stuff. advice. Yeah. I just started thinking about this, the story that I'm brainstorming, was brainstorming with you guys thinking, man, I don't have a pitch for that. I should have a pitch for that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that story means that if I had the pitch first, it would help. Maybe I should develop one. Um, this is that's, very I, good advice. I think that's actually what I'm doing with my thumbnail sketches oh, to some yeah. degree. Mm -hmm. Your thumbnails are pitches. Yeah. They very much are. I think it also helps with the outline and when I'm writing, when I find something doesn't actually fit under the pitch, if it's not going towards the same themes and conflict, it doesn't belong and it mm -hmm. helps me to weed things out a lot sooner so I'm not weeding them out in like the third draft after I've refined them. Yeah. That's do, you ever, sad. do you ever find yourself in the outlining phase um, uh, writing something or discovering something about the character that is, that is so cool and so crucial that it modifies the pitch? You know, I never have. Um, usually those things are off topic and I, I set them aside to use another time. Sometimes I disco discover things in writing scenes that modify my outline, hmm. but I haven't yet modified the pitch. I think because it's so distilled that if, if it doesn't fit under that pitch, it's probably it's a, a different distraction. Story. It's yeah. a different story. Yeah. Um, one thing our listeners are very interested in is uh, breaking into the market. Um, you are now the person we know who's done it the most recently. Um, do you... Do, do, You've heard my story of breaking in a number mm -hmm. of times. Did yours differ? Um, how do you feel things are changing now if they are? Do you feel you have enough experience to talk about that? Or I'm not sure that it's hard to compare one yeah. experience to another. I mean, there were some differences in mine. I think you met your editor at a con, correct? Yes, and I did. I, I technically met my agent at a con, but mm -hmm. I don't think that was necessarily what yeah. made him look at my work. Mm -hmm. I had networked and had hmm, friends at the same agency, who might that be? And uh, <laughs> so it, it's different in that way, but I think all experiences are different. I think it's really hard to generalize. Um, the mar market is shifting a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the, there's the whole ebook thing, there's self-publishing, there's the, all of this stuff going on. 
Um, people are really worried about this. You are publishing with a mainstream traditional publisher. Yes, I'm um, Henry Holt. Yes. Uh, why? People, why? Are, people are asking that. Why not do it yourself? For me, I set out 12 years ago to publish a book and I wanted it in a bookstore. I wanted it with a New York publisher and that was my goal. And I am really resistant to changing my goals based on passing whim. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't want to change my mind and go with something else when I had been working with it for this for so long. I am also still convinced that your best bet to make a living is to be with a publisher in New York. It is totally possible to make a living self-publishing and I don't want to, there are many legitimate reasons to self-publish. But I really do, I don't have room in my life for a full-time job and to write and so I felt like I needed to put my chips on the best. Well, and and it, I really still feel that that's New York. It, I, I'm not familiar enough with the contemporary YA market, uh, but I, I have this sense that contemporary fiction in general is a larger market than genre fiction. I believe that's true. I'm not sure in YA. My sense I mean, is just, that it's fairly evenly split in YA. But yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just wet finger in the air. But mm -hmm. the, my point is that if you are, if you are writing genre fiction, uh, self-publishing reaches you know a small market but it is a larger percentage of the overall market that's mm -hmm. there self-publishing in contemporary reaches an even smaller percentage potentially again wet finger well, in the air and genre readers tend demographically to be people who are really interested in technology and so they tend to be more early adapters and so self-publishing in genre fiction my guess would be is probably especially in science fiction and fantasy is what i mean yeah, yeah. Um, is probably a better idea right now than in contemporary because science fiction and fantasy readers are more likely to have e-readers all right well um i think we can wrap it here jancy do you have a um writing prompt i do um pick a place where teenagers are not typically allowed like a club or a bar or a military situation, and put a teenager in it. All right. It's a cool. great prompt. This has been Right Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go right. Hi, all. This is Brandon. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. I just wanted to give you a special reminder. Audible has my novella Legion up for free in audiobook. And so, since they're a sponsor of the podcast, I thought I'd give an extra shout-out to it. They actually have, if you go to www.audible.com slash Sanderson, uh, they have Legion up there. You, there's no trial. There's no strings attached. You just get it for free. So, I hope you guys go get a, give it a listen if you haven't already. And you can go to audible.com slash Sanderson to download it and give it a try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.